0: Greg, with you here this morning with a special guest, Nathan Sutherland of Gospel Tech. And Nathan, you uh, have worked with kids and with technology for how long? I've, I was a middle school teacher
1: for just over a decade and have been in this line of work for three years now. And it's, it's been an adventure and a blessing in the process.
0: And uh, we have you here on our website, praise1065.com, as well. And you've been uh, interacting with uh, a lot of our online content on praise1065.com. Yeah,
1: yeah. Actually, part of the uh, Bigger Picture On Purposely network of podcasts, which has been an amazing opportunity. A lot of great people coming together to create resources to help equip and empower parents to do the hard work of raising healthy kiddos in this uh, digital age.
0: Right. And it seems like that digital age keeps changing and uh, (laughs) the age of kids getting into the digital age keeps changing as well. What is the typical age group that is starting to interact with technology?
1: As old as they can sit up. uh, I mean, two-year-olds are sitting in front of smartphones. My three-year-old knows how to swipe between pictures. Uh, It's all ages at this point. And uh, I know the first time I was asked by my kid for a new piece of technology, it was when he was five and in kindergarten. So we're seeing this (laughs) for for all ages. And uh, it's a pertinent conversation for parents to be really feeling confident in and empowered to have on their own because they're the greatest and strongest voice we have in their kids' lives.
0: Okay. So now that begs the answer to the question your five-year-old asked. What what is the right time, uh, or is there a right time, or does it depend on the kid for introducing technology and cell phones and uh, social media and all that kind of stuff to kids?
1: Yeah, I think uh, the time can vary. I think parents really need to be prepared to answer three questions when we have this because my my five year old came home. He said, "Dad, I want a smartphone." I was like, <laughs> "Why?" And he's like, "Well, because." my classmate had one. I was like, what was he doing on a smartphone? He's like, well, he was playing Minecraft. And I was like, all right, like, let's talk. So you want to play Minecraft is what you're telling me. Yeah. like, let's talk through. So there's really three questions. The first is whatever the technology is, your kiddo comes in and beginning of school year, they're going to come asking for whatever the new thing is that they've seen. It might be a smartphone, smartwatch, social media platform, but they're going to ask. And more than getting the answer right you need to get the process right and so here's what we can do we can first ask is it safe mm-hmm. and the the kind of subset of that is when we look at safe we go all right there's two kinds of tech we have tool tech that helps my child create and drool tech that helps my child consume <laughs> so child of mine does it, when i ask is it safe does does this tech help you accomplish your goal or does it have a goal of its own and it's trying to keep your time focus and money right so that's yeah. our first piece then we want to go, all right, does it have access to the Internet? Because the Internet has bullies, strangers, and unhealthy, unsafe content. Neither of these will be an automatic no, but it's just part of our kind of trying to answer, is it safe for my child in this time? And the third part of is it safe is, is it overstimulating? Dr. Dimitri Christakis is out of actually Seattle Children's Research Center, uh, and he really challenges parents to think about fun at the pace of real life. Uh, he actually compares... Uh, television shows—the difference between Mister Rogers and the Powerpuff Girls—if you remember them from the '90s. Uh, so he basically says it's fine to watch a show, but it should happen closer to the pace of real life. So first thing is: is it safe? Tool or drool? Does it have internet? Is it overstimulating? Then does it fit our family expectations? So once mm-hmm. I know it's safe, does it fit my expectation for my kiddo? And for me, the easiest way to do this and the one I love to challenge parents for is simply look at Philippians four eight and just go, all right, we look for whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, lovely, commendable, and excellent. If it's worthy of praise, we set our mind on it. So when we look specifically at, at the drool tech side, does this show, social media, video game, music, does it fit that? Yeah, And if it's safe, and it fits my family expectations, then I can go, all right, does this match my child's goals and their purpose? Um, Is this going to make them more of who they're supposed to be? Which is kind of a lofty, like ethereal idea. So the way I make that practical is I go, all right, let's look at this. I made an acronym called a RESET. Does this improve or impede my child's RESET, which is just an acronym for their relationships and responsibilities, their emotions, their sleep, their enjoyment, and their time? And if I, if I can take a parent and say, hey, because this is one of the things when I do a workshop or if I'm speaking at a school or at a church, and parents come up and they go, well, should my kid have a smartphone now? Should they have their own laptop? Should they have a smartwatch? Right. We go through these. Is it safe? Does it fit your family? And is it a good choice for your child? And that, that reset piece really clicks, especially with kids. Yeah. Um, and it, I would just emphasize for parents, the goal here is not win all the tech arguments, Make sure your kid never runs into any problems in their life and you know, bubble wrap them. <laughs> the goal here is parent them with love, and, and you're now modeling them. Proverbs 22, 6 tells us that we should raise our kiddos up in the way they should go, and that doesn't mean have perfect rules so they never make a mistake. It means model for them how to make a right choice and how to acknowledge when you made a mistake. You might make the wrong call here and have to go, hey, I said you could, taking it back, right. <laughs> and here's why. Based on the reset, based on our family expectations, right? Philippians 4 8, based on safety, I need to change my choice because it's not lining up anymore. And I love you, and I'm not just going to let my past yes torpedo your future success and opportunities. So that's it. I, it's not a simple answer for like, we'll always do smartphones at X age uh, because I, I've seen it be a sliding scale. Um, and right. I think that. Yeah, it, it's based on those three for whether it's going to be a, a helpful decision for your child.
0: Well, based on your RESET uh, acronym there, I, I should probably just get rid of all of my devices. <laughs> <And that's>, well, <laughs> here's, funny story. I had to get rid of video games based
1: on my RESET. Okay. Uh, I loved video games. Gamed uh, well into my 30s, and... Uh, realized that i was super unhealthy and it wasn't like a time thing my wife never brought it up Uh, i did the reset and i was like oh my goodness multiple of these things are impeded because of my gaming and that's actually how i got into this job i oh wow cut out gaming and had an awkward amount of time in my life and was praying about that and was like lord what am i supposed to do with this time like i used to use as like my me time and i was challenged to start serving with kids since i was already teaching i got involved in a A youth program realized my passion was seeing kids reach their potential, and uh, it actually led me to stop teaching and start a nonprofit working to see kids raised healthy in a digital age. So that's why we're talking right now. It's because of a
0: reset. Exactly. I love that. Now, how can we put guardrails uh, around our kids that are online and ourselves for that matter uh, to protect ourselves from uh, all of the evils that are out there from porn to to social media to vitriol out there on many of these websites and uh, just content we don't want our kids to be subject to or even worse, become victims of.
1: Yeah, I I think there's really three steps every family can take, and this is what I
0: encourage
1: every family I talk to 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 think through. The first is let's get our tech into a common space at a designated time. Mm. So common space means not in bedrooms, no tech behind closed doors. There's zero research that says that that's beneficial, and there's a massive body and growing body of research talking about the potential harms of it. Uh, Basically, no one needs a thousand-dollar alarm clock. You can buy one for (laughs) thirty bucks on Amazon. It can can be to your house by tonight. Uh, So it's just—it's not worth the risk, even if your your child is using it well. Public spaces really have a couple benefits. First, they remove the live anonymity, which is where most of our internet mistakes come from, as we kind of assume no one's going to find out or no one really knows it's us. And it has the added benefit of opening conversation. So now when mistakes are made or we, our kid bumps into mean people, we find out about it faster because our goal isn't catch our kid and punish them, it's communicate with our kid and love them, right? They're not yeah. problems to solve, they're people to love. And so having technology in a public space allows for that just to be a much easier process. We're not relying on self-reporting at all times because well the fifth amendment's a thing, shame is a thing. Our kiddos don't necessarily want to bring us their mistakes all the time. And we want to foster an environment where that's okay to do. The, the second piece is set a window of time. Uh, so a public space or a common space and then a designated time means, for example, all right, we're going to finish dinner, we're going to get everything cleaned up, and then we have you know 30 minutes or we have this hour, whatever your time limit is for your family, and we're going to use our technology. We'll go to our technology, we will use it, and then we'll walk away. And this helps ensure that we use tech and we don't let it use us. Yes. So I think that's the first step as a family is we need We need that common space and common time uh, habit built up. The second is tech out of our meals. Uh, We really need to emphasize whatever meals we have together. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's three times a week. But whatever meal we get together can be focused on connecting. I always encourage families to have just like the silly conversation game. My middle child always loves to ask, what what animal would you be? Excuse me. Uh, He's a six-year-old. So what animal would you be and why? (laughs) Uh, But the the Dinner Project is an awesome group. It's just thedinnerproject.org if people want to check it out. And they have a lot of research on this. There's a study coming out of uh, 2006 where kids who have common meals with their family, not every single night, just multiple times in a week, they have a a thousand more rare words at the dinner table compared to their peers, It's eight times more than peers who just read books. And I say just Mm. because reading books is amazing for learning words. But mealtime is even more impactful, and that's not even looking at social-emotional learning or the impact of being known and loved and being able to converse with family. uh, is just so valuable. So get tech out of the meals is the second thing that we can all start this afternoon, this evening. Uh, And then the third is we need to have a tech talk. Uh, We need to let our kiddos know the definition of each of these things. There's three of them that we need to tell them about and what they what they need to do about it. So, the, the first is they need to know what a bully is. Simple definition parents, a bully is someone who does not love your child, meaning they don't look out for their highest good, they don't respect your child, they don't treat them like an equal, uh, and they don't follow healthful boundaries. Wow. Okay? So that, that's a yeah. bully. Um, and so, we want to let our child know, like, this is what you do when that happens, or if you're doing these things, child, like, somebody's kid is the bully, right? So sometimes that's our kid and we need to let our child know when you do these things, like that's bullying, it's mm-hmm. not what Christ calls us to. The second is we need to make them aware of strangers and strangers. I love this definition. I did not make it up, but I, I, I use it all the time. Adults should never ask a kid for help or friendship. So letting our children know, Hey, if you're approached by an adult, you don't know, and they want to be your friend, or they're asking you for personal help, you come get a loving adult. And we would love to help that person. And then the third being what you mentioned, pornography, right? It's people being unsafe or unkind with their bodies. And a wonderful resource for that is Good Picture, Bad Picture by Kristen Jensen. And the idea here being with all three of those, we're going to tell our kid what it is, what to do when they run into it, and then who to tell and what to say. So it can be as simple as, hey, here's what it is. A bully is someone who's not loving, respectful, or following boundaries. You need to say no and go tell a caring adult, and here's what you say, mom or dad or aunt or uncle or teacher, when I was on the bus or on the playground or in the hallway, blank happened to me, right? Like, just fill in the blank yeah. and then let them know, like, we're not going to come after you for this. You're not in trouble for this. Even if you did this thing on purpose and it was a mistake, that isn't going to be our goal. Our goal is always your purpose and the hope that we have for you in the gospel. And like, we're going to be fighting for you, not with you about this thing so that they know they can bring their their troubles, their hurts, and even their purposeful mistakes to us, and that we're going to help them um, get well from that.
0: Nathan Sutherland of Gospel Tech, thank you so much. Uh, remind us where we can find you on our website, praise1065.com.
1: Yeah, you can find us on the Purposely Network, so if you just go on purposefully.com, you can find it there. The podcast is also wherever podcasts are streamed. And yeah, you can find us on, like you just said, 1065.
0: Perfect. Thank you again. Appreciate you being here and uh, look forward to learning more from all that you have to share on Purposely.com. Thank you for having me.